everybody, and welcome to the TPM podcast, Theology of Plain Men. Uh, my name is Zach. I'm one of the plain guys here, and I am joined remotely by my good friends, Andre Nelson and Matt Omquist. Say hi, you guys. Hey. What's up, everyone? All right. So, uh, current events. We decided it might be good to start with a current events uh, section of the podcast. For those of you who want to be up to date on all your plain men news, here it is. Zach bringing you the news. Uh, Andre informed me today, our uh, TPM correspondent, Andre, Jay Pipes, John Piper, has already come out with a book about the coronavirus pandemic and how it relates to the gospel. And Matt, I believe you said, uh, and I quote, "That guy is a machine." Tell me more about like that. Like a physical printed book, <laughs> like you, like a paperback book that is in print. I've got that to imagine he's just got like me. forty books in his head, just waiting for a reason <laughs> to print them. I, I think he just has books like Mad Libs style, where like he just has the book written, and it's just like a fill in the blank kind of a situation. Uh, oh. Uh, in other big news, John Piper is one of my heroes, by the way, so n- mad respect to that guy. But uh, in other big news, uh, Matt Almquist, uh, pretty life-changing uh, situation with you. Um, no longer the alpha male in his own apartment. Uh, tell me about <laughs> what's new with you. Oh, yeah. As of uh, Wednesday, we now have a little two-month-old English Cocker Spaniel who runs every single facet of my life right now and he is the cutest dog i've ever met but he is a he's a little terrorist at times too so it's a it's a fun dynamic uh if you don't already go follow his wife lauren almquist on instagram and then just weep because of the cuteness (laughs) also i'm supposed to get an instagram now uh because i have a dog and that's going to make me an influencer so Wait, I'm, this is going to make, make me actually do it because I'm putting it out there now at the real Matt Almquist. <laughs> oh, there's no way that's not taken. Okay, so here we go. We're going to get into the topic now. Um, Andre, what are we talking about today? So I wanted to talk about the way we use our time and what's right and wrong in terms of um, how we use our free time. And I think this has come up for me because of this whole like pandemic situation where you're stuck at home not going out you know you've got weekends at a time where you're just not doing as many things out outside of the house and there's i find myself at least and i've been hearing this from other people with a lot more downtime and it's and it's been difficult it's been really difficult for me to use my time well and to not just treat it like just like a free pass vacation, you know? And um, so anyway, it's just raised the issue of kind of constructiveness and stewardship of time and um, some of these ideas. And I think it's a challenge that uh, everybody faces, but I think in terms of our walk with Christ, I think it really influences our choices that we make in that space. And so I wanted to bring it up to the the plain men uh, to see if we could glean some wisdom from the word of God and just from our experiences together about how we should be using our time. Um, what are some strategies for that? And, uh, yeah. So I don't know. Are there any initial thoughts from you guys about that? Like in your experience in these past, this past month now, maybe with, have you, do you guys feel like you've had more time and, uh, do you struggle to fill it in good ways? I had more time until I got a puppy. Now I don't anymore. Dude, try a baby. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're easing into that. <laughs> it's a dry run. No, I, I totally sympathize with you, Andre, because I, 
for sure. I have more free time on my hands, but I don't feel less busy. But at the same time, my house is a disaster. So, like, there are things that just aren't getting done. Like, I'm not doing all these, all the most constructive things around my house that I could be doing. Um, but I know I have more time on my hands than I was having. So, if nothing else, other, like, I'm not driving places to go see people because I'm only seeing people digitally. So, if nothing else, I have that time. Um, yeah. But yeah, I totally sympathize with you. I feel like I'm not using it well or I'm not using it better, right? Yeah, I'm in the same boat there. Um, I, I've watched uh, more Netflix in the past month than I think I have <laughs> in any given period of time before. I think Tiger um, King would have absolutely flopped in any <laughs> other environment if all of America was not shut inside their houses. I don't think it would have been successful. <laughs> Guaranteed. Uh, we're gonna get hate mail over that one. Um, uh, that's all right. No, it's true. I I think I think that everyone listening, if if you're listening within about a month or so from from when we post this, I think everyone can sympathize with having a weird amount of time at home, forced to be at home. And it's something that at different times in my life, I've definitely wished I had more time of, uh, just to do projects, to rest better, to enjoy, just uh, you know, just having a calmer time and. Uh, I, I think in some ways I've really enjoyed it, but in other ways I've just gone crazy. Um, and and as I've been thinking about it, I, I see two two sides of it. In one side, I see the idea of I've got to use every single second of this time, but not just this time, but my whole life, and optimize it to make sure I'm doing the best thing I can with my life. And that's my personality. I try to optimize everything in my life. It's uh, it's it's the reason I studied systems engineering. It's like what I do. It's the way I'm wired. So I can go crazy trying to do that. But then on the other side, there's, you know, how, how do you rest? How do you enjoy time to just chill out and be yourself and have fun and be creative? Um, that's the side that I, I think maybe the two of you <laughs> do better than I do. Um, and, and I'm really trying to understand what does that look like in my life better? Because um, there's both are important, I think. Do you agree? Yeah, but you hit on, I think, the crux of the issue for me is the balance between acknowledging the goodness of certain pursuits and certain uses of your time, but then struggling with um, when your view, your understanding of that turns into this obligation. I think that's for me in terms of creative stuff so you know we talked on the podcast before about how i do like visual arts drawing and painting and i know that i like to do those things and they're very rewarding for me and went and and, it's, and i've been kind of in a rut lately with that um and just haven't been doing it a lot but every now and then i'll just like muster up the willpower to sit down and draw something or do a quick little sketchy painting and and it and i'll be like surprise i like this like why do i not know that why is it so hard for me to get to this place where i'm doing it and enjoying it and remembering these things and 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 i don't know the answer to that and that's part of why i'm why i wanted to have this conversation because i just am like stuck in that in this whole like mental battle well, about well yeah, but you're free to do these things and like it's it's something that's great to do and you know it's good for you but then i like don't want to do it because i feel 
like for some reason it's not restful but the one thing with create creative pursuits for me is that i you know at one point made a choice not to be an artist and and so what i say now is that like because i did that i get to not do it i it's not like a it's not my job to do those things anymore and so i have the freedom from those things and that's kind of what makes it restful it's something that i get to choose to do um and so it's just a really hard balance between you know knowing that it's a great use of your time but then also not wanting to make it an obligation because doing so would kind of rob it of the the joy of it i think to a degree so let me toss this your way then because um the way you the way you worded that to me felt very reminiscent of when paul writes the super jumbled i do not do the things i want to do but yet i do what i want to do like that whole section someone's gonna have to remind me where that's from um but the way you kind of worded that was honestly kind of reminiscent of that because it's like you ask yourself okay like now that i'm in this it's like oh i love this this is so life-giving this is so god honoring and yet i find myself not doing it and i find myself going and binging a whole season of ncis on netflix in two days so that that was a that was a personal one for me there. That yeah. one, that would hit kind that of was an anecdote. Time. That yeah. was not a fictional <laughs> Real specific thing. Yeah, that was a little too <laughs> a little too specific to the Doman household. But what what I what I'm hearing is like it it feels like we should maybe be looking at when we're not using our time and when we're tempted to not use our time, we should feel or we should treat it like it like what it is. It's an attack of the enemy, right? I think the enemy is feeding you lies like, oh man, you don't wanna you don't wanna get the all the art supplies out and use this time to connect with God, to connect with like who you are and what he created you to be. Yes. Um, man, just go turn on Netflix and watch another episode. <laughs> right. So I think when we start to frame the misuse of our time like what it is like temptation and sin i think the remedy for it becomes a little clearer Um, when we look at okay well how do i fight it well how how has sin always been fought well it was fought with the cross um how do attacks on the enemy always get fought and the answer has always been and always will be jesus and for me i know i don't often think about christ redeeming my free time that is not something I think about and not even in the way that's like blatant where it's like, Oh, of course I should read my Bible more. Of course I should, you know, be in prayer like every day and, and, you know, be journaling if that's applicable to me, whatever that is. And I should be worshiping regularly. Like those are kind of the low hanging fruits that are like easy to see, but in the ways that are a little more unique to us, um, in the ways that God has geared us to find rest, I think when we're not doing those things, we should view those and our temptations to not do those like what they are, attacks of the enemy. Yes, and I think another detail, if you like layer it on to understanding, to thinking about this as like a temptation kind of battleground, is I think the poor uses of our time tend to be really instantly gratifying, but in a very short-term sense, in the, way, in the same way that a lot of other sins are tend to be just like really short-sighted, just like this immediate payoff feels good in the moment and then in the long term it's this like you know source of decay in your life whereas you know with the what i think we're fleshing out as good uses of our time um these like really fruitful and constructive things um they're not things that the minute i sit down and pick up the pencil i'm like yes 
I love this. Like, this is so great. Like, I'm so glad I'm doing this. It takes a while for me to get there. It, it's not until I step back and look at what I, you know, something I've created. or, And I'm just using the art metaphor here, but I think there's a lot of, there's no end of, of other good uses of your time um, that are maybe more constructive. But it's, it's a long, it's kind of a long game. It's a long-term thing that you're like building towards um, that you just have to have the trust that this is the right thing. This is the right thing to do and the thing I should be doing. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think it's easy to to merge a lot of things, to see rest uh, or, or maybe to be lazy and call it rest. Oh, or to, time. you know, uh, like like that's really simple to do. And that's a good excuse, especially in a time like now where you have tons of time to quote unquote rest but maybe you're not doing that well so um you're just covering covering up laziness and, and making yourself feel better about it um and and likewise maybe you should be doing more rest maybe you got tons of things happening and works crazy and it's it's difficult because you're working remotely if for those of us who are fortunate to still you know have our jobs and and whatnot in this crazy time um, and so as I'm thinking about it, there's, there's so many different components in this gray area, this milieu of, of how do I actually figure out what am I doing is, is, is how I'm spending my time right. And I think maybe a good rule of thumb to follow is, am I content about it? Am, am I really content in how I'm spending my time? Um, you know, and, and that doesn't just come in, in a vacuum. It's content, you know, with some framework around it of knowing what your life should look like because you've you've studied the bible and you're in prayer so you have some some you know you kind of in sync with the lord's will but in that i you know uh you've you've got to really consider that i think of the westminster catechism and the question what is the chief end of man and and the answer is to glorify god and enjoy him forever we're supposed to enjoy god and we're supposed to enjoy the things he gave us and rest in that and so i think we can overthink it a lot and overcomplicate it but that might be a, a good rule of thumb to use um, and make sure we're not wasting our time, but make sure we're also not driving ourselves crazy, maximizing everything and forgetting that uh, it's okay to, to have some free time to do what you want, to be creative, to give, to to rest. So then uh, let me pitch this over to you guys then. Cause this is Wait, the can I just throw in one passage that is really relevant to what we just said and may lose its relevance? Yes. Sorry, I just want to read this, and we don't have to talk about it because I want to go to. I want to hear what Zach says. But Ephesians five fifteen. Therefore, consider carefully how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, taking advantage of every opportunity, because the days are evil. For this reason, do not be foolish, but be wise by understanding what the Lord's will is. Read Ephesians five. Understand the context. I think it's. I think it's. I think it's legit here. Okay, Zach, please. Oh, yeah, because, you know, what kind of guy would I be if Andre's like, hey, can I throw in some scripture, you know, like the unending, perfect, holy word of God? You know, Zach, can I can I put that in before you say, you know, what it is that is yeah, in your head? Like, yeah, well, yeah, of course, right? Super easy for me to compete with. So, yeah, let's follow that up. Um, so I have a question then, because we've talked a little bit about, like, uh, wasting time, not wasting time. We've thrown out some examples of a couple things. So this is the question that's kind of been burning for me. Um, and I think it'll tie into this idea of creativity that I, I think we'll get to in a little bit here. But uh, question, and I'm just going to ask it and I'm going to let it sit. You guys are going to answer. Are some hobbies objectively better than others? 
really long radio <laughs> silence. <laughs> it's super good for podcasting. Yeah, that's great. Oh, that's that's a that's a brain teaser. I, I you know, four years ago, Matt would have said absolutely that's true. Um, that that there are some things that that cannot compete. For instance, um, playing a game of golf where you have direct interaction with people. You know, I don't really golf. I'm terrible at it, but. But when you do it, it's fun and you get to be right next to people and it's a social game. That's like half of half of why most people do it versus uh, watching Netflix by yourself. You know, there's no social interaction. Um, there's little, edu- usually little educational or, or mental stimulation or those sort of things. So I think it's easy to go there and say like, that's objectively better all the time. But I think the more I get to know people and understand how people actually work, it gets complicated and people are so different and their needs are different. So I don't know if I'm willing to go there quite yeah, to that point. I would point. agree with that. That like, it's all about how you arm that hobby and how you exercise it, whether health, healthfully or not. Um, I think that there are, I think this is what I will say. I think there are some hobbies that are more likely to be fruitful and that are, that take way less conscious willpower to mm. use yeah. and to exercise in a healthy and constructive and generative way um but i but i think you know i think that there's a place for the vast majority of hobbies and and there's a way that they can be exercised in a way that is helpful um yeah, I, yeah. That, that's a really good way to put it, andre and maybe another helpful i'm just going to throw out a bunch of rules of thumbs because <laughs> it's tough tough to navigate through these things but ask yourself the question if I'm looking back 30 years from now, 40 years from now, and I realize that I spent a significant amount of my time doing this, whatever that is for you, um, do you think you're going to be happy and, and thankful that you invested your time like that? Or are you going to be upset um, knowing that in the future, uh, you know, 50, 60 year old you or, you know, whatever age that puts you at is going to be thankful that you invested your time like that? Uh, time's our most valuable resource and i think well, let's throw it back to john piper since we started off yes, the, the hour with him I, I knew zach would be riled up by that right he okay so he has his uh what probably his most famous book don't waste your life and for those of you who aren't familiar with it it's all about you have one life to live uh he, he was one of the original yolo guys and um so he's focused on if eternity exists and we're going to be presently conscious for it and we're going to understand the impacts that our life had, we better do everything we can to make that one life we have worth it. Don't waste your time. And so look back and consider that question. Is and what I, let's try that again. Is what I'm doing now worth it? And is it going to be worth it when I look back? Or am I going to be disappointed and upset? Yeah, I gotta love my boy, John Piper. I should call him my boy. We don't, uh, we don't actually know each other in any personal way. So, um, kind of he probably as, he's he's a subscriber. Oh, <laughs> oh, that'd be so cool. Oh, that that would that would mean that we've made it. Um, as we're kind of, uh, it feels like we're kind of wrapping up here. Um, the the bulk of the discussion. Um, we want to move to as we always try to. Um, you know, our tagline is for your edification and our verbal processing, and where we see edification everywhere is when Paul is giving things. Um, to the body to help build them up, give them steps where they can take to grow and flourish uh, 
as the uh, as the body of Christ. So um, what we try to do is give you, the listeners, some practical nuggets that you can grab onto, you can hold onto, uh, you can take from this if you heard nothing else um, that'll uh, hopefully um, change your life in some ways if we're, if we're really optimistic about it. So, uh, Andre, let's kick it over to you. What is your quick twitch um, concise application point as you wrote it in our outline yes i kind of put that on myself didn't i oh well <laughs> lead by example eh? <laughs> so i wrote a, a list of of adjectives that i felt characterized good use of time and and then a, comp- a companion list of adjectives that characterize bad use of time and what emerged from them was that Great stewardship of time has a positive effect on the world. It brings potentially something new into it. It brings new beauty into it, and it engages the gifts and abilities you've been given. Bad stewardship is is only consumption, it seems to me. It's, it's selfish, and it's a negative or neutral effect. And so, as I... This is my application point for myself as I go forward and continued, you know, relative isolation in this time, I'm going to think about the things that I'm doing. Is this creating a positive effect in my life and in, in the world around me? Or am I just consuming? Am I just taking? Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to try letting that guide my decision making in terms of my use of time. You know, Andre, I think that's a really good way to put it. Are you being a consumer or are you really um, seeing the outcomes of it that you want? And that's exactly where I was going to go. Um, t- time is an investment and investments pay dividends. They, they end up with results. And so ask yourself, what do you want those dividends? What do you want those results to look like? And then find the right investments to meet that. Uh, don't, don't waste your time doing things that are only going to produce wastes or or. Um, and results that you don't want because that's just foolish and then two live in grace there's no black and white to this there's no set you have to do this and you can't do that we have the freedom we're not under law just just do what you want have have fun rest well be creative uh spend time with people spend time alone figure that out it's it's okay you have a lot of freedom in that but do that with some degree of reverence knowing that your time is your most valuable resource and it's finite so don't waste it Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be about as concise as, I don't know, the Webster Dictionary. Um, so what I'm going to say is that, and Matt, I think you wanted to talk about this a little more than we ended up talking about it, so I'm going to talk about it now. But I'm going to say for my application point, everyone should practice creativity. Um, so kind of a little more on that. Um, go listen to Andre and I talk about art in our uh, couple of podcasts that we have on visual art um, and another one called Art and AJR where we talk about um, music and what that means to the world of art. But uh, as we learn about God, I think a lot of times, um, especially in reformed circles, it feels like we're most concerned with taking the most efficient path on how we learn about God. We want to go from A to B in a perfectly straight line. And what art and creativity does is it takes you on a journey that is not necessarily the most efficient way to learn something about God. Um, 
art tends to to live in the gray area a little bit where it's not the most efficient way of conveying a message but when you get there the journey you've taken to get there has taught you so much more in a different way about God. Um, so a fellow plain man who is not artistic by nature, uh, Michael Francis, a while back uh, picked up guitar and, and he started learning that as a way to exercise his creativity muscles. And he would be one of the first people to tell you that that did a lot for him in terms of uh, how it helped him grow as a person. Um, it stressed different um, muscles essentially that he hadn't exercised before um, and that's just one example of how to be creative uh, try your hand at music um, or try your hand at drawing or painting those are just some kind of easy ways to look at creativity um, but it, especially in this time I think uh, it can definitely pay off to stretch those muscles in maybe a different way that you haven't before so that's what I would say to the listener all right. Well, uh, thank you all so, so, so much for joining us. I hope you are all doing well um, and that you are thriving and finding good ways to use your time as a part of uh, the quarantine. Uh, thank you all so much. Have a great week.